Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new segment that we're trying out called What If? And we're just going to bat around some ideas for a little while here, and hopefully something comes out that you might find interesting. If not, maybe this is not the segment for you, but we're hopeful. <laughs> yeah. What if the way that we're looking at addiction in that we look at it as a disorder or a disease, some people look at it as a disease. What if that perspective is actually affecting the way that we treat it in a negative way in that we're assuming that a person is dysfunctional because they have a propensity to want to self soothe via whatever addictive behavior it is, eating drugs, or they've already They've already adapted a behavior that involves uh, some sort of addiction. And what if this, uh, the way that we're looking at it is, is wrong and that it's not, it's just a, uh, a sliding scale of sensitivity. So everybody is, everybody is born with a different level of this, whatever this type of sensitivity is, we're starting to see some, uh, some biological references in the brain and some research that's showing that certain areas of the brain are active when we're seeking to soothe uh, via these addictive behaviors. And I mean, if, if that, what if that's all it is, is, is just a level on a, you know, you call it a scale of one to 10. If you're a, a nine or a 10 and that you're, you're highly sensitive to certain types of external stimulus, whether, whether it's uh, social or uh, we'll call it any kind of stress, any external stress, you just don't have the same level of uh, kind of innate resistance that other people do. And that's your, that's your starting point. So some people can build up the resistance by doing hard things like uh, speaking in front of a crowd or, you know, engaging in uh, social behavior or doing, you know, tackling their fears, whatever it may be, and uh, build up that resistance but they still have that predisposition. Mm -hmm. So many of those people, if, if that was a factor, and I believe it's at least some factor would seek uh, either these type of pathways that we were talking about with, with food as a, a way to soothe that feeling or with drugs, alcohol, that kind of thing. So if we, if we looked at it as more of a, it's not that something is broken and it, it's just that, this is the way you you're designed. So could it be that we could get to a point where we isolate whatever genotype that is? And then you could tell at a very young age. I mean, we sort of know with family history and stuff like that, but what if you could pinpoint it exactly and say, well, this is, it's not that there's anything wrong with you. You're, you know, you're probably going to be, maybe it, it has other advantages, like you're more empathetic or, Maybe like you'd be more uh, likely to survive in our in the in the way that we lived as no uh, you know when we had to watch out for tigers and lions and stuff because you're kind of you're in this state of hypersensitive awareness so maybe there's some advantages there but being aware of that and treating it as um, the same way that you would uh, treat somebody who's got a propensity to have diabetes you know um, maybe you're going to have to watch out for these types of things. This could be a problem for you. You know, if you do end up trying drugs, just know that you're much more susceptible to these types of drugs that are highly addictive, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it would it would look differently. I mean, what we're talking about would would change how uh, drug and alcohol education in schools happens. Exactly, that whole, change that whole conversation potentially. Yeah, I mean, I heard on the radio the other day they were talking about how do I keep my kids away from drugs, but at the same time I want to be I want to keep an open channel of communication, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it's not that. Like everybody wants their kids to be as healthy as possible. There's no question about that. But I think by just going ahead and attempting to, like if the starting point is I don't want my kids to try any drugs ever, I think you're sort of shutting down the doorway to communication right off the bat. Whereas if you could be realistic and say, you know what, uh, when I was your age, I, I tried these things, uh, I, I seem to be okay with this and I wasn't okay with this other drug. Maybe you should stay away from that one. Or if you do experiment with it, be careful. Um, you know, that might be a more realistic approach. And certainly if you had a scientific way, like an actual uh, database or access to your, your genetic predisposition, then you could use that to further that education younger. Yeah. So then I guess the question I would ask is how, as, um, as people's lives change and, and stressors pile up or traumas pile up or, or circumstances of their lives change, how do you, how do we then modify that as we go, as we navigate through life? Because like we've talked about what was dabbling in experimentation in our youth wasn't that anymore when we were, when we were adults and professionals with different life stressors and, and well, uh, remember when uh, you had that conversation with the individual who told you to stay away from acute care? Yeah. Maybe if you would have had a little more of a knowledge base about that aspect, you would have heard that and been like, you know what? That's not the first time I've been told that. I might, uh, you might be right. Maybe this is not for me. I, I, yeah. You know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. <clears throat> 